welcome everybody to another Raising Vibrations podcast. And uh, in today's video, we're going to be talking about uh, Pluto conjunct the south node of the moon and also talking about you know, Saturn as it approaches uh, Pluto and Capricorn. I think they're about four degrees apart from each other at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the significance of what that actually means for us. Um, you know, we've been, we've been talking about it for some time, but I feel like, or we feel like this is a really good opportunity to, to share not only our personal insights, but, um, you know, to kind of give some focus onto something that I feel is, well, we feel is huge. It's a huge moment yeah. for the collective, you know, this is as, and, and how it kind of influences us individually, you know, how we can actually be interacting with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the bottom line of what we are um going through at this point in time this is yeah. like where we are evolving the area of our reality that is evolving and the capricorn archetype i mean there's been a lot of um astrologers writing about this and talking about it in different ways and a lot of the focus is on the structure of society yeah. um uh, the politics everything yeah. every the way we have structured our society um, but we got talking today about the more subtle nuances of what's happening and how um, we are seeing them manifest in the world around us mm-hmm. uh, consistently as we are um, moving f- like towards the end of this transit. And yeah. there's so much going on in Capricorn at the moment with Pluto, the south node of the moon, the south node ruler, Saturn. And then we also have the south nodes of Pluto itself in, in Capricorn, as well as, um, Jupiter and yeah, Jupiter's south node. That's right. I mean, so that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it it is a tremendous amount (laughs) to to kind of conceptualize. So we're not only culminating like this current, um, Capricorn cycle, we're, we're culminating out at like the history of what that has been for us. So it's not yeah. just about where we are right now as um, collectively, it's where we have come from and all the collective um, like ancestry that we have been born into generation after generation. And so we are, we are digging up some deep, deep yeah. things at the moment. Well, um, well, I wanted to share that uh, what what kind of brought this conversation on, you know, the, the things about the nature of definitions and how those definitions were being reshaped. Um, and then I was pointing to a picture I uh, was putting together to try and conceptualize this idea of what does it mean to uh, experience being shaped and defined and influenced by something that is larger than the immediacy of your own life. Right. So you were born at a, in a specific phase in your life, like you were sharing, but you're bringing with you the conditioning of your parents, the conditioning of their parents. Mm-hmm. The, and, and that's a huge thing to actually begin to grasp. And this is what this is about. It's individually, we're all kind of carrying this train of stuff with us um, that has shaped the people before us and how we are essentially at a point, like a turning point, basically, mm-hmm. where you know, what, what we want the future to be shaped from, we don't want to kind of re, re, uh, like reinstate that, re, yeah. you know, put it into, into the, into the collective again. And we're becoming painfully aware of where that doesn't work. So mm. I suppose all of these different, um, areas of our life where we have 
been just carrying on these patterns, they're beginning to become increasingly in uncomfortable for us individually as well as yes. as a collective. Yes. So it's like it's in your it's more in your face now. Mm -hmm. Um completely. Yeah. And like with like Neptune sitting in Pisces at the moment, so to kind of conceptualize the idea of Neptune, mm -hmm. uh, this is, a, it was a, a beautiful um, uh, interpretation from Carl Jung uh, when he's reading what is called um, the golden flower or the, this, this uh, like really, really uh, ancient um, uh, Eastern philo philosophical book, right? Mm -hmm. Which teaches about meditation, the secret of the golden flower there. And he talks about how the unconscious doesn't speak the language as the conscious mind. And so for us to, in order for us to truly understand the relationship between the unconscious, we have to um, connect with primordial imagery. In other words, you know, the, the metaphors and stuff, that's how we can. Mm -hmm. And so with Neptune in Pisces at the moment, at the same time as Pluto moves over its own nodes, and we have this like huge, profound conjunction of Pluto, Saturn, and the moon south node in Capricorn at this mm -hmm, point, mm -hmm. it's like, it's not, it's not just the surface. We, we can't even begin to comprehend it just mentally. You know, there's, there's so much that's coming from the collective unconscious to the surface. And part of that process is us being able to, um, break away from defining things in our immediate reality and open up to something that exists far beyond this and that's where we can begin to change the patterning of things mm -hmm. which yeah. yeah and i think we don't know where we're going like we talked about in the um <laughs> live in the iranian life um episode but so what we're doing is breaking away from the past without knowing how to do the future yes. like there's no model of it that exists in reality so we're kind of letting it's like you know things cannot go on the way they are, but the new structure is being created as we break away from the old structure. So it's not available for us to see. Mm -hmm. So we are defining it um, from within. And I think that's the, the polarity. That's where we're bringing this, um, the cancer archetype yep. into it because it's our, identity is emerging from within yeah. um our emotional selves yep and hopefully in a more um, softer way yeah right because mm -hmm. um remember when we were writing the 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 sort of forecast for 2019 mm -hmm. um part of part of the the piece was looking at neptune trining the north node mm -hmm. right in cancer and this mm -hmm. is going to start to occur right now and it was occurring after Pluto's, you know, this whole conjunction that's taking place uh, today and tomorrow and, you know, will essentially reverberate into the collect into our, you know, world for, yeah. for a long period of time, that it does point to or suggest to that part of the healing process for us as we soften, I think this is a beautiful word for this, this time, mm -hmm. is soften the walls and the rigidity mm -hmm. that have been put in place from what we have been carrying, mm -hmm. which is this expression of, um, you know, Capricorn through a patriarchal, very domination or dominating, uh, cultural expression, you know, so, yeah, right? exactly where we've been cut off from our, um, 
our nature, really. Yes. And I think that's where it starts, is the recognition and the realization, oh, it's the cutting off of our nature that we can begin to, in a sense, kind of like go, okay, in this state of unknowingness, mm -hmm. right, where do we go? Well, let's try and recover something. Essentially, Capricorn is associated with recovering, mm -hmm. you know, what has um, essentially been repressed or unable to be processed. Right. That's why there's like grief is a huge part of this process right now, right? Yeah, um, yeah because it's, uh, I mean, we're actually... Um, like just shedding layers of mm -hmm. what isn't true for us. So it's really uh, just a deconditioning process and it's taking off layers of ourselves so that we can connect more deeply to who we actually are. Right. And then from that, yes. we create um, the reflection of who we actually are yeah. and how we, you know, our true values and our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like this peeling away of all of these definitions of all these ways that, and, and it, it goes so deep that it runs through every single aspect of our reality, like how we define everything. Yeah. So we were talking, I'm seeing, I'm noticing a lot of like body image, um, positivity, like redefining how we are supposed to look. Yes. And that being one aspect of how this reality is presenting itself, one of the more subtle ways, like um, the social expectations, mm -hmm. how we are, um, ex what is work, what is success and accomplishment. Like we have so many layers of definitions that we live in and what is, um, what are we meant to be, you know, what does yeah. that look like? Yeah. Like, do you have to... Um, have a family, um, a house, a stable job to be defined as successful and I suppose children. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a huge thing. I would, yeah, because they're coming in with Pluto and Capricorn, yeah. a lot of the younger yeah. ones, and they're definitely breaking a lot of those. Um, well, they don't fit into the old structures. No, absolutely. And but but it's, it's such a really important point that you made it put across there two things which was how it's permeating through everything and just like you know random side notes like saturn correlates to or capricorn is the skin and the skin in itself is the nature of what sort of is our boundary mm -hmm. and if you look at the separation that has occurred through um things like racism as an example it is mm -hmm. really it's just it, it's a language that's used to identify separation based mm -hmm. on our like skin color, mm -hmm. right? Our definition. Yeah. And th that being one way that this kind of stuff comes to surface. And then the other way would be like how we're observing that separation from our own selves and our own nature through social expectations mm -hmm. about what is success or how you should look, right? Yeah. This, this image that you need to present to the world, Capricorn, mm -hmm. right? and how you've been perceived and then the shame that can come with that mm -hmm. right and then your inferiority complex that is essentially an ego state based on the social conditioning mm -hmm. of what is right and wrong or a measurement as it were a very masculine word like a measuring yourself yeah. against that yeah right? i mean we've been through a, a process of that while um doing the work that we're doing and um 
as we were building this structure raising vibrations we were not we would redefine in what that means for us mm -hmm. and it was really very much about um our own personal journey and how we were um sharing the reflection of that with the world and it was mm -hmm. about a healing experience yeah and it wasn't about being a business it was no. about being um you know offering the service but it's really like uh, exposing the inner reality of the changes happening within yeah. us in a structure that yeah. other people can interact yeah. with exactly, exactly and it has grown into like this its own entity like so we have it is a company but we don't interact with it in this way like we we have been learning how to interact with that yeah and how to define ourselves within that yeah and what it means to be doing this and it's just it's like a completely new way of interacting with everything yes when you're when you're shedding away the old definitions of how that is supposed to look yeah and it comes down to everything every single aspect mm -hmm. of our lives completely i mean uh, and and to kind of you know point out that part of that journey in itself of unpacking mm. right of reshedding or or you know shedding the the skin as it were the outdated skin was realizing how much of it was embedded yeah you know what what like the reality or the the wisdom in the separation mature or for me at least came out of unpacking mm -hmm. the shedding it was like oh wow look at that look how that was manifesting in that way and that was that that's not Mm -hmm. you know that's that's something that's outdated it, it's not supporting the the kind of merging or the union of yeah. something it was a separating kind of ideology or perspective mm -hmm. and it would come through like interactions from the mm. outside where there would be different way like there could be people that were interacting with that with the old definition of how it's mm. supposed to be so imagine like customer service for example yeah and you're supposed to have this customer service idea and there are certain like rules and regulations and definitions mm -hmm. whereas we interact with it from a position of that we love what we do yeah. and we genuinely care like we care yeah but we're still human beings yes the most important thing so we right. it's a different way of interact that's a way of redefining how you're interacting with something mm -hmm. from your own authentic space rather than what it's defined as and how you are supposed to act yeah. and be and that's right that's a it's so crucial it's so critical to to really like understand that this planetary sort of activation or at least pluto's transit through capricorn has because pluto like you said it's the bottom line it is it is the elimination of everything that no longer provides empowerment or growth and it essentially through the elimination process will bring things to the surface mm -hmm. and as it comes to surface you kind of need to wash it away um, and the elimination of every sense of pre-existing structure or paradigm of thinking or container mm -hmm. that once served us as a human race you know it's it needed to it needed to collapse and anything yeah. that was rooted in separation was very apparent because mm -hmm. it was like this is mine that's yours mm -hmm. type of thing you know i need to hold on to this because of fear of of scarcity as an example and these are all natural like things that we as a human race experienced up until now yeah right yeah we're just we're just letting go of those layers Correct. 
in the way that it is happening naturally for us. So mm. we're all invited to do that in different areas of our lives and different ways. It could be like accepting yourself mm. as you are. Mm. Um, like <clears throat> gender roles, for example. You could be looking at your gender roles and, and not identifying with anything. Yeah. And then, and we're creating more and more definitions for <laughs> how you can fit into like these undefined roles. But ultimately what we're doing is deconditioning from the definitions. Sure. Like, why do you need a definition? Mm -hmm. Why do we need to, um, like th these are ways that we help, that we do interact with one another and we can communicate mm -hmm. and um, like share with one another how, um, like what we're meaning. So we do add definitions for a purpose and that it, it does have a role in yes. our communication that is vital to that. Mm -hmm. Well, like for instance, here's a good, a good example. Okay. Um, let's take human design, mm -hmm. right? Let's look at, for those of you that aren't sure about what human design is, sorry for a little bit of communication on this, but yeah, you have these centers, right? And so in the human design world, there's, there's a duality where um, there's an open center, which is receptivity. And then there's a defined center, which is something that is innate with yourself. You know, it stays with you now, um, a health to me, to me, at least a healthy identification with individuality is a recognition of what is consistent in you. What is your own inner authority? It's how you can navigate. And that, that in itself is a, is a positive way of identifying yourself because it's like you're, you're connecting with your individual truth. That's unique for you. Yeah. Right holistically there's other parts of yourself that you can also connect with i.e the open centers being this is where you're receptive but they're generally going to be generally inconsistent but up until this point we have identified with an existential sense of self based on the conditioning field of of the environment so mm -hmm. somebody with an open solar plexus as an example is more likely to be less um is, is going to have a sense of identity that that will come out as oh i don't want to cause any trouble Right, because I don't unconsciously I don't like the emotional wave or the experience well, of how it that feels works. uncomfortable. Yeah. So yeah, you try to avoid emotional situations because they feel uncomfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there becomes there formulates a sense of identity that is not really a true reflection of yourself, but is an impact of conditioning. And so as we kind of unlayer these false or pre-existing selves that are rooted in something mm -hmm. influenced from us, we can actually get to a genuine space. And then in that place, like you said. We, we communicate vitally and, mm -hmm. and through authenticity, basically, like a true. And I suppose it's hard for us to even know what these things are because we have been deeply mm. conditioned from such a young age, all of us. I mean, just through the, uh, the fact that our authority has been outside of ourselves. Yes. We have not, important. and it is consistently yeah. still in, in our reality, that is still something. And we... Like we try to raise our children with their authority, their inner authority intact, right? But even, and when we're trying to do that, it's hard to, like, you really realize how many layers of conditioned, um, like, that reality, how deep it runs within yourself, even if you're aware, it's just, it, it runs yeah. really, really deep yeah. because the way we interact with children is the way that we have um being conditioned ourselves in the world and it really comes through that yes so um when you are if you are interacting with a child 
like if we were raised basically with our inner authority intact we wouldn't be looking outside of ourselves for the validation in the way that we are today so it's not like we can even at this point in time like we are needing these <laughs> systems to help us yes, realize yes. who we are on the inside because we've been disconnected from ourselves yes and we haven't looked within how many people go i know there's something um that i need that i'm like searching for in my reality in my life or something i need help with and you look within first of all mm. that's something we are learning to yeah. process now because we have been doing that outside <laughs> of our place in that outside of ourselves yeah. and gone you know and the school system i mean the school system teaches us to do that you, it's not teaching you to, kids to think for themselves it's teaching th kids what to think right mm -hmm. and then and parents we do it naturally when we interact with our children and we're saying like don't do this you know we're telling them what to do or we are interacting with their when their process yes and cutting them off from that and just doing things for them mm -hmm. instead of allowing them to to be able to process their reality so these are just ways that i've seen how deep it runs within ourselves that disconnect mm -hmm. and that disconnect happened at a very early age for all of us and then we pass it on and yep. we pass it on and we pass it on and now we're trying to decondition from these things and part of that means to reconnect with ourselves inwardly yeah yeah and to to like find that inner authority and it's an emotional maturity that has to take place where we can like process all of the layers of who we are i mean like i i don't know how how to emphasize the importance of what what was just shared because the 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 whole like the whole entire planetary energy system that we're talking about with this pluto transit the the nature of the collective conditioning of separation runs so deep within our collective and individual psyche because we're all interconnected in that way we we have to play the part on some level mm -hmm. it's so it runs so deep that in order to truly get an understanding of what is actually being like shared here but then also at the same time to begin working on you have to witness the experience yourself and w because you got to hit those blocks yeah. so as an example within um within a healing so just a kind of side note over here maybe it's not really that relevant but i noticed that when i started w looking at chiron's nodal axis mm -hmm. being in scorpio i chiron has its own nodes okay so it suggests to us the healing path that chiron is on and what it rep represents for the human race it's in libra and it's in scorpio mm -hmm. and if you look at a lot of deep um sort of like uh heart-centered teachings they all speak to the opening of the heart mm -hmm. for human connection and connectivity and the transmutation that occurs through this dialogue between self and other. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then the Aries part reflects how in order for us to better commune with each other, we need to understand ourselves. So there's this, 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 um, when I was exploring it and understanding it and going, wow, this is huge, you know, um, I started to to have, as with Chiron, always uh, impressions and energy come through into my field 
of what that really is in a human experience, not just intellectually understanding it. And so you brought through the Snow Bad Kids. And I've been wanting to share this for like ever and a day. I share it with pretty much anybody I talk to that's got parents, uh, that's got children or is in this deconditioning phase. Um, I, I, I can't like, like emphasize the beauty of this um, material uh, enough because what I saw was how when you began understanding the concepts that were being shared in this book or in this audio book, this teaching mm -hmm. of how to, how a parent relates to a toddler and how to give direction, it was very apparent in your face at how much of that separation and disconnect was occurring, not only in yourself, but how you pass it down unconsciously. Yep. And then we go, like we get to the age of 18 and we go, oh, I wonder why these things are happening in our lives. Maybe we should get the self-help book. And it just perpetuates the cycle of, of trying to fix something that was was essentially wounded at the core of your own birth. Yeah. And to sit with that gravity of in of understanding is a huge thing. It's not just like, oh okay, let me go faint. It actually means mm -hmm. that when you try that you'll you'll realize how much of your language, how much of your communication, how much of your psychological thinking has essentially been dwarfed mm -hmm. by this pre existing um structure of how to be and the lostness in human being yeah. being lost yeah it's like i mean i think as well, that's where we have been like part of this no bad kids it's written by janet lansbury and we we got it because we were or i was wanting looking for ways to um like bring in a healthy um, sense of authority to interact with our children. Yeah. And the reason for this is because um, we haven't had a healthy sense of authority shown to us. Like the, the authority in the world has been very much a distorted sense of authority. And for those who are sensitive to that, they don't, they have been like came wanted to raise their children in a way that isn't distorted like with that distorted sense of authority but a lot of the time it's hard to know where to put those new boundaries mm -hmm. and that's what we have been trying to um like studying or you know exploring ways to bring healthy boundaries and authority right. into this relationship so we we got this book to essentially to help us with that but really it was like an incredible um deconditioning yeah. tool yeah it was brilliant it's it is brilliant so yeah. definitely recommend that even if you don't have children just as a way to set healthy boundaries and to to be able to like internalize a healthy sense of authority because the way i see that is the healthy um version of the capricorn archetype mm -hmm. as opposed yep. to the distorted Completely. version and it's a lot about taking responsibility yourself like emotional well taking responsibility for your own needs yeah mm -hmm. well and, that, and, and your own boundaries yeah and that that to me like um when i hear that there, there are so many things that that kind of spark up. For instance, um, one thing that I want to share why I felt this was such a crucial um, piece of 
healing that came into my life and, in, and into your life was that when, when I was uh, five years old or four years old, uh, Pluto transited over my own natal Saturn. And my natal Saturn sits in Scorpio at, at, in the 10th house, which is all about the overall structure of something. Mm. Why I say that is because what, what fascinates me about astrology and the healing potential in it is that when that transit took place, it represented a moment in my soul's journey that would become the, 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 the kind of open space or breeding ground for a completely new rejuvenated sense of definition. But in order for that to have taken place, that cycle of Pluto needed to eliminate the previous existing social like structure. But from then up until this point in my life, what was replaced with that was the history of what boundaries were about. And it was a complete like violation of that. Mm -hmm. And so this book comes in and what it does is it immediately through its own insights indirectly shows me how much of the fractured sense of self firstly exists and secondly is unavailable to most people so why are you saying that is how do you how does somebody that has a no like has their boundaries completely broken has no sense of self probably got a neptune moon dynamic as well come into it and say i like this or i don't like this mm -hmm. that's not even available mm -hmm. and so this book kind of helps reconstruct to a certain degree that you have to begin with the idea of i versus we or them because when you do that you're externalizing something into something abstract and you can't identify how you feel about that yeah because we are individually like we have our own sense of individual boundaries yes. that are ever-changing yes and yes and that's that's how that's how like i'm going to get on my little kind of soapbox at the moment but you know this is, this is a good opportunity to share it but that's how the that's how we have given our power away again Given up power is an act of choice, even though it can be subconscious through conditioning field, where um, societal structures and governmental structures are put in place, but they're not here. They're in the distance somewhere. Mm -hmm. So how do you interact with it? Right? You can't. And so that distance is what really creates this disempowerment and then leads to apathy and, oh, we can do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Pluto and Capricorn suggests um, the way to bring back the power to us mm -hmm. is to actually reclaim it in yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then through your choices leads to reconstructing where your energy goes so that it doesn't feed a pre-existing or old outdated structure, but actually feeds a new paradigm in which the self is the center, yeah. but not in a narcissistic way, mm -hmm. more in a sense of, oh, this is, this is who I am, or this is what I feel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like parenting, reparenting yeah, ourselves completely. completely. <laughs> so i suspect in the comments below over there that that's where somebody's gonna write oh that was cute when they said completely there anyway um but yeah reparenting mm -hmm. right i mean and and what is what is the idea of reparenting in in that sense and that's what i think this book does it kind of redefines it's internalizing our authority consistently mm. it's all about internalizing our authority yeah taking it from the outside and placing it inside ourselves. And there are so many layers of that. So every time we claim back a definition of right. ourselves and put that inside ourselves and go, look, this is my, how I choose to define myself mm -hmm. versus how I am defined according to the norms of the structure of reality, the past, yes. that is how you're claiming your, your, 
placing your authority inside yourself. You're reparenting yourself to say, it's okay for me to be the way I am. Yeah. And this is me. This is how I show up in the world. Mm. These are my boundaries. Mm. And there are like all of these layer upon layer upon layer of how that looks. And it's just, it's becoming such a, um, like a huge discussion, like a topic at the moment mm -hmm. in the world. Yes, yes. In different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to just look at how the structure of society is changing, right? And breaking down. Okay, society is breaking down. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> but why is it? Because it happens from within. Yes, yes. So as within, so without. These changes are happening within us. Correct. We correct. are all shifting within us. We are letting go of what we do not like we no longer relate to these yeah. this sense of identity mm -hmm. and it's shifting and changing and as that's happening it's it's permeate permeating every single aspect of our reality mm -hmm. it's it's it, it like so he has uranus mm -hmm. it's just about it's into taurus now and that in itself has a has, can have it's going to have an effect on how we value things that once were defined and now we're kind of redefining it based on these new values and that is contributing i think it's going to contribute in a huge way yeah to an even more deeper breaking away from the old paradigm and one of the most beautiful ways that i've seen that happening is where we're bringing this way of interacting with the world as in bringing our like the gift society like living in us where we are bringing our gifts to the world and looking at how we can serve mm -hmm. or how what we have to share what do we have to offer the world rather than looking at what we can get from the world like how can i make money how can i um what business structure can i fit into what strategies and yeah stuff, what right? strategies can i use to make money um like how can i take instead we're looking at how can i give yes because just the understanding of natural law is that abundance is innate like abundance moves through us mm -hmm. it is not rigid it it flows and changes so we are like as we interact with a sense of abundance what how do we define that what is abundance so to me abundance is being able to do this work this is mm -hmm. like this is abundance. This is love. This is enjoying what you're doing every day and loving that. Yeah. And then having a way that that is supported in the world as we can continue to do that. Yeah, that that was that was really, really beautiful because um, just the idea of not even the idea, but just the, 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 the depth of understanding that outdated paradigm thinking of what can I get mm -hmm. already tells us of the manifestation of the scarcity yeah this I, I don't have anything in me okay. so i've got to kind of go outside of myself and that is an, another illustration mm. of where the the the, the idea or the, the 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 attachment to something outside of us mm. and how that manifests so we were talking earlier about how things just permeate through everything mm -hmm. there's another classic example of how those truths which seemingly are true in an old paradigm thinking mm. you need you, if you survived in that world that was how you did it but you it yeah, used that true. word survive yeah. right whereas in this new place or this kind of new shifting space 
we switch it around and immediately is I am abundant. Yeah. And what I share and what I give gives to other people that feeds in that way. And then other people do the same and kind of like beginning to reconstruct yeah. um, an interaction from a place of everything just interfacing with everything else and feeding everything else. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know. And that can only happen when you internalize your authority. I, what you are is your abundance. Yes. <laughs> and that is what you have to offer. Yes. It's not what you are lacking that you have to become. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where human design is an amazing tool because it, it helps you differentiate what you are from what you are not mm -hmm. so that you like don't need to interact. It helps you internalize that authority. It gives you back your authority and it helps your mind identify where you are externalizing that. <laughs> so um, it's a great tool to help you decondition. And it's just like reclaiming what you are. Yep. What am I? Who Completely. am I? And it might not be an existing definition in the world mm -hmm. because we're all unique. Yep. Every single one of us is unique. So we bring something unique. So instead of going, who am I going to become? Yes, 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 yes. You know, that's an externalized <laughs> sense of identity. What, what identity do I need to take on? Instead, you're going, what can I bring to the world? It's from the inside out. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the, we're shifting it yeah. from the outside to the inside and everything's coming from within us and it's growing from within. Yeah. So that's where this whole shift is taking place. And like, like for instance, when you look at, uh, so there was a video uh, that I shared quite a while ago, which was called Your Innate and Creative Intelligence. And this is something to do again with the, the like your deepening of, of um, human design knowledge. It points to that within your genetic profile, there's an inherent sharpness of creative intelligence and awareness that is so there. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go and get like six years worth of education to harness it. You just have to connect with yourself, observe its behavior pattern and just feed it more. Mm -hmm. And so in, in that, um, Uranus, you know, going from Saturn to Uranus or living a living Uranian, Uranian life, life. Mm -hmm. the, the nurturing Saturn becomes the, the, the space to hold and to develop and to, um, grow guide, uh, this creative intelligence within yourself. So you acknowledge it and you play to that strength. You play to that innate capacity within you. And because of its uniqueness, because of its, its specialness inside of you, that intelligence um, allows you to, when you're navigating through the world, you know, meet the right people, uh, the circumstances, the situations, and it's it's always deeply validating back to you mm -hmm. that this is something unique. You don't again have to go and say, "What is my destiny? What yeah. is my who am I going to become? Who am I going like, to become?" What is it? That's why there are increasing amounts of people that are saying that are asking themselves these questions. Who am I going to be when I grow up? And then you're grown up and you still don't know who you're going <laughs> to be because the definitions are literally breaking down. So be yourself. Yes. Be you. Yes. That's it. Like it doesn't have to be more than that, but we are, we are bringing ourselves into the world. So it's like, we don't have a reflection of it that is there and available for us at this point of how to do that mm -hmm. fully. So we are being a reflection of that now, like we are expressing that we're sharing how we are seeing that yeah. and the astrology, um, it just helps us understand and decode how that 
you know, how we are being shaped at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's how we are able to bring our gift to you. And maybe that's a value to, to someone. I mean, but we, we don't know where we're going to be in 10 years. No idea. It's not like, I mean, if you look back 20 years, this didn't exist. What we're doing right now. I mean, yeah, astrology did. Mm -hmm. um, evolutionary astrology, yeah, it was in the early phases. But um, YouTube... It was not available. <laughs> was not available. Correct. You know, podcasts were not a thing. Mm. Maybe radio. It was just like things are changing. So we don't know what the future is going to look like. Mm -hmm. We don't. So... And we, we are literally letting go of the definitions of what we were in the past. So that's how we are literally restructuring from the inside out what we are, what the world is going to be or what yeah. it is becoming yeah. as it, we are becoming. And everything is in a state of this perpetual becoming. Yeah, correct, correct. So there's like... And it speaks to the, to the new moon mm -hmm. um, that's happening on what the fifth of April, mm -hmm. right? And there's so much the new moons in Aries, so it's constant state of becoming a new direction, a new self is emerging, yeah. you know, uh, while Pluto is making a conjunction to the moon's south node, which indicates the history, the collective history of something. Mm -hmm. Pluto is going to eliminate that through these definitions. And what's birthing out of it is self-discovery, uh, yeah. self-understanding. Who who am I in this situation? What am I representing? Mm -hmm. um, it's a very profound thing, I think. Yeah, because you know. we're stepping out of the known. We're, yes. we, we're stepping into <laughs> the unknown. Yeah. As we went deeper, a lot deeper into in the... Um, this is like a continuation, really, of the living the Uranian life because mm. it's what we're breaking free from. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at, you know, why is it like this? Another uh, great example to illustrate the idea of stepping into Uranian life or breaking the definition is that when you look at the solar system, Saturn and Uranus, um, Uranus sits outside the, the, the orbit of Saturn. Mm -hmm. So Saturn, again, as we shared, was this, this you know, the physical reality. Mm -hmm. So in order to understand the Uranian experience, you're stepping into the unknown because beyond the physical reality, you can't sense with your eyes, mm -hmm. right? So it has to become an intuitive um, direction that if you really think about it, just like with everything in life, that energetic impulse to grow in accordance with your fate or your destiny, not only is already coded in you, but doesn't come from an existential observation of mm -hmm. guidance. Right. So you are growing into it. And that pattern of growing into can only be understood from inside. So your inner authority really, really is what guides you in the Uranian phase or in this kind of um, abstract, nonlinear dimension, <laughs> basically. Yeah, completely. And it's hard for people. It's hard for us to step out of the known into a complete unknown future. Mm. Like we would much rather like leave a job for a new job. Yes. How do you how do you do this when you're like it, it this internalization process is a lot harder to do because mm. we are we're we're so conditioned to look outside of ourselves for what everything has to be for how to define ourselves in every sense of the word mm. that we we don't really you know because that doesn't exist it's yeah. just really really hard for us to 
step into that completely unknown sense yes. and just trust what is within us because mm -hmm. we've never lived it. No, that's right. I mean, that's, you know, kind of just uh, to, to bring this attention over here, but that, that would be why something like astrology or human design can be so beautiful to support souls because it's kind of, especially if you teach it from that place, yeah. it suggests, um, you know, coming back to yourself, you know, yeah. Uh, and like you said, I mean, those everything can be distorted to, to <laughs> the sense of putting a, a sense of authority outside mm -hmm. of ourselves. So mm -hmm. it depends how um, that is being the message is being put across. Because if you look at, I've, I've heard a lot. I don't, we don't really, I don't really follow many um, other astrologers. But if I was, I've heard that there are a lot of um, fear mongering kind of messages <laughs> in the world right now coming through astrology in different means and that is another way that we are putting out a distorted sense of you right. know we're just perpetuating this cycle because this is all about inner self-empowerment sure we're we are becoming self-empowered Mm -hmm. Well, and that, fear doesn't do that for no, us. No, it doesn't it whatsoever. Just... There's a small percentage of how fear can help us be empowered in oh, a moment, yeah, yeah. but in terms of this type of process, it's it's um, definitely not <laughs> supportive. But you know how, again, kind of to you know really drive in the point, make it louder. How it permeates through everything, even astrology, is in a sense being influenced by this changing pattern because. Yeah the the idea of astrology being perceived through an existential or an outside authority is the astrologer knows everything so i'm going to come to the astrologer and he's going to tell me what to do and mm -hmm. um yeah. firstly that's satin it's like the outer authority Get, mm. tell me what to do tell right? me who i am tell me, who, tell I me am. who i am tell me what to do tell me what i'm gonna be when i yes up. yes and we can make suggestions based on an intuitive kind of guidance of this the the process okay so you're pluto in the 10th house there's a tendency to, towards be you know orientating to these things but the question is what does that process mean for you it's what the is questions yes. yeah a good astrologer will ask you the right questions mm, mm. to bring you back to yourself because this isn't really i mean it is what astrology can do is give you a sense of what you are growing through yes. like what your internal process is going to be right right and the internal direction mm -hmm. but as soon as it's defining you it's limiting you mm -hmm. so that we can interact with that in a way that's completely limiting or we can interact with it in a way that is supportive to our growth and evolution and the archetypes are also evolving <laughs> so we're not like what, what capricorn has been before and virgo has been before that's changing yeah. too with us so the mm. archetypes are changing and evolving yeah Yep. That's why evolutionary astrology is like, because it, it, that does encompass these evolving archetypes. Yes. Where yes. it has come from and where it is going. Completely. But we can't know exactly how that is going to form itself. We can just know that these, I mean, it's a natural part of evolution yeah. for, for exactly. these, the evolution of the actual archetypes to take place yeah. also. Like just uh, again, um, I'm super sensitive to to the idea of plugging something in, but I'm going to anyway. You know, we talk about Virgo as an example. Like, there's a lot of information on the internet about Virgo being um, very hypercritical. Uh, um, you know, wants to everything ever organized and stuff. And mm -hmm. 
there is there is an aspect to that that is true because it's it's function within evolution is to kind of organize things in a way so that when the deeper question gets asked it's a very specific question right mm. because gemini's discernment right right precisely but there are a lot of virgo dynamics where the idea of trying to keep something organized or the stress is actually a manifestation of something deeper in the human condition and it gets shaped by that whereas virgo all it wants to do is just go ah oh, there's some space over here because everything's in 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 a part of organization yeah. right it's in a place mm -hmm. but it's not like going oh it has to be in the place that's the kind of stress mentality that that manifests from you know the body functions anyway that's a beautiful way to see how these archetypes can be so easily damaging mm. to people's personalities yeah. uh, in, in that way, just a, a small Yeah, and we can use them to justify different traits right. instead of Burger. like um, <laughs> evolving ourselves. So we could actually... Actually, thank yeah. you very much for sharing that because that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, the, like if you have Mars and Virgo as an example, mm -hmm. okay, the idea of hyper-rationalizing something. Mm -hmm. So I, I spent, I have Mars and Virgo and I've watched other people with Mars and Virgo and it's completely true. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, that doesn't sit right for me. I need to understand it better. Why, why is the word hyper-rationalization so associated with Mars and Virgo? And then I began to realize that deep within the collective archetype of Virgo, mm -hmm. because it's connected to Capricorn, right? Capricorn is, is uh, in, in the old paradigm, is deep judgment, it's discipline. It's you're not conforming. So therefore, because you're not conforming, you've got to get into the boundary. If you're outside the boundary, you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. So innate in Virgo is this judgment complex. Okay. Yeah. The super ego, you're failing. Mm -hmm. So Mars in Virgo, for anybody that has that, hyper-rationalizes, not because you're actually meant to hyper-rationalize or that's, a, it's an actual defense mechanism. Against or, the judgments. Against the judgments mm -hmm. because of the fear of being criticized for something that is inherently distorted. Yeah. And I, I was, <laughs> and I was just like, that's brilliant. That, that just kind of completely shattered that whole entire dynamic down. Mm. And in that process, there's self-acceptance. Yeah. Because ultimately... then you can process what you are hyper-rationalizing. You can actually process it or get to the internal sense of, of why you need to do that and yes. process through those yes and actually identify when that's happening and identify the the reason for that right correct when you're identifying the actual um distortions in your reality correct correct and healing happens exactly because yeah. mars and virgo really just is suggesting to the soul that this is a lifetime of really growing into right action like choosing mm. a choice and then seeing how that choice infa impacts things and that's mm. it because Virgo is really just trying to like make you aware of something in, yeah. in, in its in its healing modality or to incarnate something into the physical. So how can you take mm -hmm. your actions and incarnate it into something? Mm -hmm. You get stuck in the hyper-rationalization thing. You're, you're, you're completely... So it was just cool to... to well, been... just to carry on on that thread a little bit. Um, so we're talking about Pluto going through Capricorn, but Capricorn is how we have identified and defined our whole reality. So mm. all the archetypes within the zodiac have all been defined Brilliant. through the Capricorn. Brilliant. Um, distorted Capricorn. And I say mm. distorted because it's not aligned with natural law. Mm -hmm. But at the same time as I say that, I also am fully aware of that as humanity, like there are natural cycles that we exist within mm -hmm. that were supporting the separation from natural law. Yes. So even the man-made law exists within 
correct the the natural mm -hmm. evolution of life so we've got like anyway if that was <laughs> but so all of the zodiac every single archetype within it has been defined through saturn through the capricorn archetype and that capricorn archetype has been aligned with man-made law man-made values man-made yes. everything just the whole structure of our reality and so every archetype is going to change or is changing <laughs> with this Pluto through Capricorn Brilliant. experience also. Love it. So, I mean, we've been talking about it, I think probably for two years now mm. doing a series of the distorted versus the undistorted mm -hmm. um, version or the the shadow versus the, you know, empowered yeah. version of like the authentic expression or the natural expression of the archetypes. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe you'll do that sometime soon. Or we could do that. I mean, but it, it is something that is a really great series. I think, uh, it will definitely, we're, we're going to do another, um, uh, a new, um, learn your chart experience where yeah. that is going to be a part of the learn your chart. Yes. So as each archetype within your chart will be, aligned with the evolutionary changes that yes, are happening yes. to help um us you know embody the shifts that are taking place mm -hmm. within the archetypes that we have inside ourselves because that is really what we're all doing i love that the reflection of what we're mm -hmm. doing at least yeah no completely true i love how you shared how pluto um would essentially be reshaping the 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 crystallized form of each archetype because mm -hmm. this, in a sense human beings are embodying the form of these archetypes mm -hmm. which in essence don't even have uh, a nature to them beyond saturn <laughs> so right. right so as we shift so do they and then um yeah i mean the learn your child experience that's yeah i mean we've been you started it even but we we've just um life has taken us in our direction so <laughs> we've been doing that and eventually it will bring us back to that and then it will i'll know that because arrive. i'll see your flag in your boat coming back like oh yes i can see you with my binoculars <laughs> you're arriving back long time no see <laughs> kidding um i think that that's where we should end today because i feel like uh, we've there's a lot uh, that's been done and i'm sure if you feel that you know that there's more that you want to talk about or share you know write mm -hmm. in the comments below any video suggestions that um, that you've found inspiring? Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. That's that's good. Um, so yeah, I really hope that you found value in what we've um, shared today. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.